0: Hey, it's Heidi Dawson, and this is Wednesday Wisdom, where I interview wildly successful people from across the world, where we get an inside view into what their daily life looks like. Success leaves clues, and on Wednesdays, we're finding them. Join me now for the latest wildly successful interview. Hi guys, welcome to the 91st episode of the Wildly Successful Lifestyle Podcast. And it's Wednesday Wisdom, so you know I have somebody fabulous for you today. And my guest today does not disappoint. His name is Sean Anderson, and he is spectacular when it comes to interior design. His work has been featured in Elle Decor, Architectural Digest. It literally stops me in my tracks when I'm scrolling through Instagram and one of his spaces pops up. I'm speechless when I see it, it's that good. So let me introduce you to Sean Anderson. Hi, Sean.
1: Hi, Heidi, how are you?
0: I'm great, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thank you for coming on. I'm super excited because I have loved, loved, loved your work for a very long time. And it just kind of put a, I don't know, an exclamation point when I went through your Vesta Home show. And I know that's been years ago, but it left such a mark on me that I love. I just have always loved your work. So oh, that
1: means so much. Thank you.
0: Well, yeah. it's true. It's true. So um, I cannot wait to talk about some of these questions that I have for you about design. And as a co-interior designer, I was just telling you before we started this recording that uh, if I redo my house, I'm going to have you do it. That's how much I love your work. I mean, it's just so pristine, but cool, but, you know, clean all at the same time. So.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I, I do <laughs>
0: Okay, so I have to ask you my my first question. I love to ask everyone because uh, I think morning routines. I love to hear about people's morning routines. So, do you have a morning routine that you can share with us?
1: I do. I am, or have become over the past couple years, a bit of an early bird. Okay. I'm up early. I like to have a little bit of downtime before starting my day. I've just learned it doesn't serve me well to just jump up and dive right in so I'm up about 5 30 um okay start with a liter of water that's my first thing out of bed so you set
0: your water. alarm clock for 5 30 or do you get it naturally
1: I do but I, I've get, it's gotten to a point now where I'm kind of naturally just waking up around then okay yeah so I like again, provide myself a little time there first thing in the morning you know coffee and you know kind of mapping out my day I'm a planner I like to kind of have a some sort of a plan and, and, and know how to navigate the day.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, so the five, I've i I've heard a lot of people talk about the five o'clock club. So
1: mm-hmm. I'm an
0: early riser and I like to get up, but I don't get up at five thirty. I usually am around six, six ish, but I'm, I'm the same way. I love to start my day with like a kind of a morning, just quiet and not have to jump right into going crazy.
1: Yeah. I'm the same way.
0: Now you're always super fit. So, do you work out? Like, do you, do you work out in the morning or?
1: Oh well, thanks. Um, I try to work out. <laughs> period. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, if and when it works out. like. Okay, now I hate I, you,
0: right? Because you don't, you don't, you're not a regular workout, but you look you look great every time I see you.
1: Oh well, thanks. I, I you know, COVID has really helped me try to find some sort of routine again. So okay. I get kind of back to a daily something, whether that means yeah. a walk in the afternoon or some sort of workout, you know, whatever it may be. I do dedicate a little time every day to that.
0: Okay, so that's good. Yeah, I, I'm i a morning girl, so, and with the gyms being kind of weird right now, so I'm right. kind of having to yeah. work out at home, which I don't love because I'm also a social animal, so yeah. <laughs> I, I get I get a lot of social outlets at the gym, and I haven't been getting that again when they because we have to wear the mask at the gym so anyway it's kind of crazy but.
1: yeah that whole thing's tough
0: I know it's fine but you know what I'm not complaining it's we're gonna get through it
1: you're <laughs> on our way I'm, we <laughs> are
0: on our way out I just know it
1: I know me too
0: okay all right so then let's talk a little bit about sleep because I think I mean, I, I look at your, you know, your design and what you, all the things you've accomplished, and you are wildly successful at design, wildly successful in your life. So, do you find that you you get up at 5:30? Do you get like eight hours of sleep? Do you? Is there a must amount of time you have to sleep?
1: My must is about six. Okay. Six to seven is my sweet spot. If I get more than that, then I'm a little tired. So, I don't think I require anything more than about six.
0: Okay, that's interesting to me. I, yeah, because I I do, it does seem like most people, you know, it varies so much, but usually it's between seven and eight, I think, are the the most average hours that people like to sleep to get.
1: I think that seems to be most typical. Yeah, but for me, six to seven is my.
0: Nice. Okay, that's good. All right, so Now, I I look at your design style, and that is not something that can be taught. So it looks to me like you're you're obviously innately good at design. Um, It shows in every project that I see, in your Instagram, that I've walked through. Um, So you've turned your passion, apparently it's got to be your passion, into a career, which is amazing. How did you get started in design? I mean, tell me a little bit about how that success was shaped.
1: You know, there, there was no real plan in place. Um, I really just kind of stumbled into it. Um, I was at a place in my life where I wasn't exactly sure what to do. Where You know, honestly, at that point, I wasn't even sure what my passion was. My passion has developed as this has progressed, where now I can say that is truly my passion. But I don't even know that starting out, that's, that was the case. Um, okay. I'm fortunate that that's, you know, where it's led me. Um, I love
0: that because you know so many people are like ah oh, how do I find my passion you know and some people just because we I look at your projects and I think oh that has to have been his passion his whole life so that's kind of nice to hear that it wasn't like you weren't born going you know I want to be a designer.
1: So No, that's- no. I, I, I painted and did a lot of art um, as a you know student and as as a young adult, and it was later in life that I really, I always had an interest in it. I was always drawn to those things, to the beauty of interiors, to that whole world and that environment, but I never really considered it to be an option or a path for me, Okay, Um, and so it was later in, you know, probably my late 20s, in between jobs, kind of uncertain of the future, where I started working on my, my home with my ex-partner, and it just slowly kind of organically evolved as I did more and more rooms in that home. Friends started seeing them. They asked me to help me with theirs. So this whole path has really um, been a word of mouth process.
0: I love that. I love that so much because you, um, your first home, I think I have a friend who went through it, um, did yes, you- yes, yes, we
1: do. We have a mutual friend and she was there. Teresa. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. I thought so. Um, and she was just raving about your home. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she goes, you're not even going to believe when, when you see his work. And I was like, really? Okay. I cannot wait. And then <laughs> I started, then I saw a couple pictures and then I saw your Vesta. So, you know, I knew at the point I knew I was like, okay, this guy's really good. So that's great but it, so you started kind of doing work by people seeing your home and then you designing for other people. I love that because I have people that are that listen to the podcast that are maybe budding interior designers and they're just kind of doing it for themselves. So that right. gives that's that's great, you know, because it gives them the idea that they can do it. You know, even if it they didn't start out or you know, they didn't go to school for it or whatever. They can do it. If you're good at it and it's your passion, you know, that's the key.
1: That, that is the key. And I, I believe if that's there, everything else will fall into place.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too, because you can't really, you can teach. Like I, in school, they taught me how to do, um, you know, grid paper and uh, Revit and all these things, but you cannot teach going into a space and seeing what it, and feeling what it should be, and then putting it into uh, an action plan and making it happen. So uh, that kind of leads into the next question that I have for you. Do you, okay, do you work like big picture? Or do you have like room to room? Because each room at the, in the spaces that I've seen that you've designed, um, every room feels like it flows. But it also feels like it has its own individual character. So I'm wondering if you do that as a plan, or how do you do your plan?
1: It's to be honest, it's kind of a it's a bit of both. Um, we do a lot of projects that are full scale homes, so it's not just a you know one off room. And so when we approach something like that, I do have to sit initially and really focus on the overall, the big picture, right? And kind of know where we're going to take the project, what the objective is. But once we've kind of sat and studied that a bit, um, I can then branch off and start focusing on different rooms or room by room.
0: Okay. Um, Interesting because it's, you know, how much of a play is the client's design style come into it? Because your style is very, very specific. So do people come to you and they're like, I just love it, do what you do. Did did I did we break up there a little bit?
1: Yeah, we did just a little bit. You're back.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, sorry. Um, so so my question was, how much of a play did the does the design of the style of your client come into play? Like, do they come to you and go, I just love what you do, uh, just do that?
1: Or do well, they-, they all differ. You know, we've we've had um clients on each end of the spectrum. We've had some that have just come in and we love your work, like do what you do. And then we have others that definitely have a point of view or they have furnishings that we have to find a place for different things like that. And I'm, you know, willing to go with either approach. It doesn't really matter to me at the end of the day, as long as I leave with the client happy, that's, you know, that's the end goal.
0: I love that. Yeah. That's so nice because you... You do hear sometimes where, <laughs> I, I, where interior designers are like, well, this is how I do it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I love being able to take a person because they live there. I'm not going to live there. You know, you're not Definitely. living in their space. Yeah. So just, is to-
1: no, just as no two people are the same on the entire planet, like I don't feel like any two interiors or spaces ever have to look identical. So, you know, embracing that individuality is something that's paramount when I design a project.
0: Well, now you are kind of like, I think you kind of got your start sort of with the black, like dark, right? But I'm saying-
1: That was kind of our first, you know, big moment. And I do, I I love a dark, moody environment. Oh my gosh,
0: yes. I love it too.
1: always. (laughs) I
0: couldn't, I don't know that I would be able to live in that, like a, a black room. I Like this room I'm in right now, it's kind of dark just because it's cloudy, but I like bright light. And mm-hmm. so I'm seeing some of your um, work seems to be brighter. Is that the case? Or is yeah, we,
1: we've we've got you know both ends. I think I, I don't know. I, I'm a fan of the dark just because of the the moodiness and yeah. just the kind that of feel behind that. Yeah, it's the feeling,
0: mm-hmm. and it,
1: it's sometimes hard to obtain if it's all bright. Now I think you know yeah. natural light actually you know is a very important mm-hmm. component of that and making it work, but if that's there, uh, my last house was entirely black, exterior, interior, every room, so, and And I I I definitely. it
0: felt, I, I can just imagine, like, I'm all about feel, and so, you know, it's, it's, if you can create a feel, it just, it is, that's where the money is, and, and, absolutely, (laughs) okay, so an all-black house, I like that, I actually think I would enjoy that, like, to have an all-black house, and then have one where it was all light,
1: yeah, absolutely. What a beach! <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be great. Okay, so now um, your your spaces, each of them. I've noticed that even when I see them on Instagram or in magazines, they have each piece. is seems like it's very specific. You don't let anything just kind of randomly go. I mean, the the Vesta Home Show that I walked through, every piece was thought
1: out. I have a very big attention to detail and so that you know it's important yeah like we just said no two spaces are ever intended to be the exact same so it's important to find those elements that give you the individuality that sets them apart from everything else
0: and the amount of time that that takes though like it's it seems there i know because i do it but I know that the detail, like I'm more big picture. I don't get as detailed. Like those, mm-hmm. those kind of bog me down a little bit. But um, your every space has that detail, and I know the amount of time it has to take because you're you're looking at every little thing.
1: It, so. it can be time-consuming. I think a lot of it that I've been able to achieve has also been embracing um, older and imperfect things, right? You know, antiques, different yes. things that just salvaged and found. Something that
0: strikes you
1: that you can't necessarily replicate, or you're not going to go out and see 20 of in the next store. And so, interjecting each environment with at least a touch of that is is what's helped me along the way. I
0: like that. Yeah. And I I definitely feel that um, in in your spaces. So, now another thing that is huge, and this is something I love, love, love to talk about, is lighting. So, do you do your own lighting, or do you? use a lighting designer um because the lighting no, always seems really
1: good we generally do it in house it, it for me is my favorite part of the design process
0: oh mine too yeah because you that's where you create the mood
1: absolutely yeah absolutely so how do you go about
0: that like where
1: it, generally the first thing i select in a space is the light yeah or like fixtures, and then we work everything else around that um just like we just talked about with the moody environments and the dark spaces in order to appropriately have those spaces work is to have them correctly lit right because they are dark and so it's very intentional on the front end to make sure that's there now of course I do like as much natural light as possible yes but that also it still limits you and so you've got to be very strategic in how it's lit you know every light for me in the house should be on a dimmer just yes. like going to a, a dining, you know, dining experience, a restaurant for dinner. Yes. I love a dark environment. I so want to struggle to read the menu. Like that's what. I know.
0: <laughs> I got to get your flashlight out to even. Exactly. It. Yes. And I, I want
1: to be able to have that in, in my own home. And so yes. in, in order to get that and it work properly, you've got to be strategic and plan on the front end.
0: So true. And So the lighting, and this is something where I always try, and I think really good designers do this, is you got to think about, we're there during the day a lot of the times, and so you got to think about how it's going to look at night. I mean, you know, and, and I actually will tell people, look, this is where the dimmer should be on the, you know, on the light switch, right in the middle, maybe just a little bit lower for this one, you know, to create that feel. Because most people are just like, how do, you know, it doesn't look like that when you leave. So right. I actually will say, okay, this dimmer needs to be here. This one needs to be here. And, you know, we've created layers of lighting. So at night, because that's when the lighting really makes a big deal. Do you do like cove lighting and things like that or up lights?
1: Yeah, 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 we do. Oh, wow. um, I just, I like a mix, you know, floor lamps, table lamps, pin lights, picture lights, anything we can add to help the mood.
0: Yeah. And the it. people. I love it. You know, that's, that's, that is another reason why the feel is is so good because the lighting and sometimes when you leave it to someone else, you're not getting the, you know, exactly what you want for the feel of the overall design.
1: Yeah. So I do like you, I, I'll go through and preset for my clients as well. I love so, it. <laughs> this is how you should live. Now what you do when I leave is up to you. But- yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you go back to some clients and they've like added little things here and there and you're like,
1: what? we do, you know, and it's fun. It's, it's <laughs> interesting to see how many, and we have like such a different range with our clients. Some, right. I will go back a year later and not a thing has moved. Nothing yes. has changed. It's exactly how you left it. Yeah. And then some have really embraced that it's their home and it needs to feel and work the way they want it to. Mm-hmm. And that's equally as great. I, I love seeing, however, as long as they're happy
0: yes, and settled,
1: course. that's, you know, I'm happy.
0: Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So um, our, we talked about dark and light and we also, um, I love to have certain white paints. Is there, mm-hmm. I know every designer, I think, has their certain go-to paint colors and paint is the hardest thing, I think, to, do, to get right.
1: Um, it is difficult have- because it never is the same, no. your lighting situation will change it, you know, there's yeah. so many, like, numerous factors that affect how it's going to be seen.
0: Right, right, so, yeah, so you I can't just do a generic, like, color palette, so it's...
1: Bit- <laughs> right.
0: But do you have favorite paint colors that you use?
1: I do. My, my go-to, you know, quote-unquote white is Benjamin Moore's Classic Gray.
0: Oh, okay, Classic Gray.
1: Classic gray is most any interior you've seen for me that has a white room. That's the color it is.
0: Interesting. Mine is white dove OC 17 from Benjamin. I Martin. love
1: white dove too. Yeah. yeah it's really
0: it's, good. It's a kind of a creamy one. And then I use Edgecomb gray pretty much every house.
1: Every, really? Yeah. I'm not familiar with that one. I'll have to look it up.
0: Edgecomb gray is what it's not this, it's not in this room, but it is in that room. Um, it is a creamy, warm, white gray.
1: Oh, it sounds beautiful. Yeah, I'll yeah. have to look that up.
0: Yeah, look it up because I, I do it on the wall, the trim, and the ceiling, and it looks and feels so, so fun and so just calming. But still, it's not white, white. You know, it, right. it, 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 it's got gray to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Is there one any other colors that you just are like, oh, my gosh, this one's so good? Because I'm, I'm going to look at classic gray because I haven't really experienced that one.
1: Really, I mean, most of my interiors, as you've seen, are either black or white. So, black that's white. my white, and then we just play around with the dark hues. They're so, lighting does affect that even more, more so, I think. Yes. Uh, the whites, And so, we've tried a, a bunch of different dark hues and blacks.
0: Yeah, the blacks can go very different. You know, mm-hmm. it can be like a brown black or a blue, black. A lot of blue,
1: a lot of green. Yes, Uh really play around. I'm a huge fan of samples and getting all those up first and really sitting and living with it for a bit.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's, that's the key is always, you know, some people are just like, just pick one. I'm like, well, it would help if we would paint them on the wall and look at them at night and during the day and when the sun's up and when the sun's down, you know, so, okay, good. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we, we talked about that. All right, so Are there certain mistakes that you see people making in their home that maybe you could help us avoid? I mean, do you see things kind of consistently that you're like, oh my goodness, I wish people would stop doing this?
1: Well, I think it's just, you know, in in a larger context, it's just the following of trends that we see time and time again. You know, whatever's trending in the moment, yeah, everyone clamors to like achieve that in their own space. And and I think that's where a lot of the mistakes along the way happen.
0: That is such a good answer. Because it
1: might not necessarily yeah. be true to who they are, what appeals to them, what they're drawn to, but they do it because it's trendy and they see it everywhere. Yeah. But then I think they've lost, you know, the whole message on the front end.
0: That's that's so good because it you know I know and I hate to even mention any trends because then then somebody's gonna be like oh well that wasn't really a trend but (laughs) I have that in my house right now but you know it's I agree with you that that sometimes the trends get people kind of
1: a little misguided
0: yeah they get a little excited on it
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and I think it's just you know when we all embrace like our own aesthetic and what we're drawn to, that's when people really achieve spaces that they truly love. Right. And they're not tired of them in like, you know, six to nine months or a year down the road and ready to start changing things up again. That's why I think we see so much of that because people have get, gotten caught in that cycle and,
0: and they're just trying to catch
1: exactly up instead of just kind of sitting for a moment, living with the space and judging yeah. it by what they're drawn to.
0: I know but Sean I think with your spaces and I try to do this as well but I I think you kind of have a palette that's so mm-hmm. classic that even if someone decided they wanted you know different art or different you know pillows or something I think when you do a palette that is classic to start with then it makes it easier for your client to switch it up, even in 10 years, you know, you know, it's like, I'm, I want a different feel, so I'm going to do a different piece of art, you know, so.
1: And I think, like, that classic approach is, like, you know, the key to longevity.
0: Absolutely. I remember when I first started out um, doing interior design, and (laughs) I think about some of the things, and I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like, <laughs> we all year, do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. One year later, I think I did. I remember the very first client, and I was terrified, but and I love her to this day. But she, we did black wallpaper, and it had white circles with zebra stripes in them mm-hmm. everywhere. And I, <laughs> I look back and I think she hates that wallpaper now. I'm sure. <laughs> and I'm certain that she's changed it. So, <laughs>
1: That's funny. Yeah, we all have those stories. Trust me. <laughs>
0: Okay, good. Well, that makes me feel better. All right. So um, we we know your spaces are fabulous, and I know I can tell by the the scale of your projects that not everybody can afford to, to have you walk in there and grace their home. So do you have any, um, maybe a, just advice for someone who doesn't have the budget to hire an interior designer? I mean, just kind of basic advice of like, hey, here's a couple things that maybe you could do or don't do this or do this?
1: Yeah, well, I think, you know, we're living in a day and age where technology and all these things at our disposal are so readily available, like Instagram and Pinterest and things like that. So it does provide people an avenue to source and find inspiration easily. And I think if people really take advantage of that, like there's so much to be learned with that. Right. Something that's free, it's right there at your disposal. And you know for someone sitting at home that might not have the budget to hire a designer they can sit and kind of do their own homework you know kind of our approach as designers we, we make those mood boards or whatever right. you want to call it you know they can do the same thing pull yeah. images and save images of spaces of objects of things that speak to you and then kind of compile that and and study it and see what is it in each one of those images that you're drawn to what is the overall feel what, what cohesive elements are you recognizing through that that can guide okay. you in your own home?
0: Yes, that's so good because, you know, in the in their compilation of that, there the rooms may look different. Like you may have 25 different pictures, but there's going to be something in there that you are drawn to. And if you get that, I love that because look for the consistencies.
1: Exactly. Is, yeah. is it a is it a color palette? Is it a, yes. a use of metal or wood or some sort of natural element? Like find those, you know, cohesive moments.
0: So good. So good. Yes. Okay. So In, that's into that. wonderful advice. Wonderful advice. Um because I know a lot of times it can be confusing. People are like, oh there's so much, you know, I'm I, I have all these pictures but I don't know exactly what it is. And that is the key is go through them and yeah. see. Consistent. Okay. Consistent. Exactly. Because
1: it can be overwhelming. I mean, you have so much information coming at you from every angle, you know, but it literally take one photo a day and yes. just study that photo and see what things in that environment you're drawn to and make a list. And then mm-hmm. if you do that for everyone, you'll go back and judge and you'll see exactly what it is that you yeah. like.
0: There will be a consistent pattern for sure. For sure. All right, so finally, this I, I have enjoyed this little chat that we've had so much, but I, this question is new to the podcast. I've asked it a few times, and I always love what um, comes out of it. But wildly, being wildly successful to me, it always includes being happy and mm-hmm. happiness. And um, two things I want to ask you. One, it, one is going to be a little bit different, but when are you the happiest? Like what makes you genuinely happy? as a person,
1: you know, after this year, I mean, we're sitting here in 2020, you know, we've, we've been through so much, you know, highs and lows, many, many lows. Um, and I think it's just finding that place where I'm doing my best and I know that I'm doing my best. I'm giving it my all, whether it's in a personal relationship, a business opportunity, whatever it may be, Like when I know I'm giving my best, that is when I'm happy.
0: I don't feel like
1: I'm missing out on anything. I don't feel like, you know, it's just, we're doing all we can. And as long as I know I'm doing that, I'm happy.
0: Well, that's good because you, we, you know, when we're kind of get into the mode of that, where where we expect something more from ourselves or we're expecting, you know, these, goals and how do we get to this next thing but just being satisfied with where you are currently mm-hmm. and I, I think that's beautiful and and I love that
1: yeah I do you know for me at home it's just you know I've got to have everything in order if, if everything's in order then I'm at peace I, I'm calm my anxiety level is down so once the order is there um yeah it, it makes me happy
0: yeah, organization your mind can settle.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think that's I'm interviewing um in the in 2 days from now a feng shui expert which I'm so psyched about.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that. I,
0: I know, it's going to be good because I I told her I'm just dangerous enough. I mean, just know enough just to be dangerous about feng shui, you know, but I think that's the uh-huh a feel. So, all right. So how do people work with you? First of all, what's the best way to follow you? How do we find you on social media? And I'll put this all in the show notes too.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Sean Anderson design on Instagram. And then my website, which is being rebuilt and launching early next year is Sean Okay. And I went there today and it's
0: beautiful. Alright.
1: yeah it's it's under construction so we have a lot of new content a lot of new things we're kind of going through a bit of a, a rebrand at the moment so we're really looking forward to 2021 and yeah there and, and do in the, the new year
0: well what I'm seeing looks really really good so um, thank you you are very welcome and thank you so much for coming on today I know you're super busy and um, I'm just excited
1: that we got to chat oh likewise thanks for the opportunity